Hey, we are so thankful that you're taking the time to tune into Grumwatt Church's podcast. It's our hope that this is an encouragement to you as you draw closer to Jesus. If you'd like to find out more about all things Grumwatt or for more info on our in-person gatherings, you can check us out at grumwatt.com. Now lean in. We're expectant for how God is going to use this time to speak to you today. It is so good to be together today with you, wherever you're at, however you're experiencing this. And when I say that, I say that because when we come together, there's celebration and there's change. And for those of you who are catching us and being a part of the Grumlaw experience online, could I encourage you to join us at one of our campuses in Grand Blanc or in Heartland because there we experience community. We experience something special. Uh, I think of an individual in our church who uh, loves to camp and literally camps a lot. As a result, would often miss uh, church. And this individual has made a commitment not to miss church, but maybe three times this year. And just last weekend, he was out camping with his family, and he made the commitment to come back be part of the church community, celebrate together, see change, and then went back to the campsite, hooked up his camper, and came home. Why is that happening? Because the Spirit of God is working. He's following the Spirit. And we're all following something. We've been talking about this in this series, Follow. People follow news feeds. I literally know of a family that the entire time they're awake, their TV is on and they have it on a certain channel. They follow these commentators. Look what happens in our culture today. People are following their devices. Have you noticed what happens in a restaurant? Look over at a booth where there's a family. There's no conversing, communication taking place because people are on their handheld devices. Look what students today follow on social media. For that matter, adults too. Uh, Often we have here adults say, uh, I can't get my kids to obey. Uh, My kids aren't doing chores. Uh, I can't get them to come to church. Do you want to get instantaneous results and behavior modification? Take away their phone. You take away their phone and there will be a meltdown. Don't take it away for an hour or two hours. Take it away for a day, day and a half. And I guarantee whatever you desire in their behavior, it will begin to happen. We all follow something, a certain ideology. And unashamedly here at Grumlaw Church, we believe the best philosophy, the best person to follow is in fact Jesus Christ. And there's a a phrase we've been using, believing is easy, but following is hard. It's tough. It's hard following Jesus, but it's so, so worth it. This series, Follow, if you've missed any of the sessions that we've had before this, the services before this, we say this every week, but we mean it. Just go to grumlaw.com slash messages. It's even up there on the screen for those that are you are visualizing this right now. And you'll see that we've been talking about what it means to really have self-denial. 
Uh, what it means to have discipline over comfort, or for that matter, what we do naturally. Uh, we had an incredible lesson on how to face trials. And do we face those trials with self-pity, why me, or joy? Yes, the greatest book ever written, the Bible says we can face it with joy. And just last week, we heard about truth over knowledge. The idea of seeking truth by zeroing in on the one who said he is truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so this week as we continue, we're going to discuss honor over slander. Honor over disrespect. In fact, would you say that out loud with me? Wherever you're listening to this or viewing this, honor over slander. What do I mean by honor? I mean to respect, to celebrate, to lift up, to bring dignity. Let me say it in another way. Honor over disgrace. Respect over disrespect. Celebrate over being critical. Dignity over demeaning. Now, when I say that, and I went through them rather quickly, but wherever you're at right now, just give me a show of hands. Even if you're driving right now, put one hand on the wheel, raise your hand and say, if you agreed that that would be a great perspective to have right now in our society, in our culture, in our workspace, in our neighborhood, in our family, the whole idea of honor. Now, how, how, how do we accomplish that? I'm not saying this just because I'm a minister. I'm not just saying that because I have the privilege of being in the ministry. I'm saying that the place where I go, where I get the greatest strength, the greatest encouragement, the greatest guidance is by grabbing the manual, the book, the source, the inspired word of God. When I say the inspired word of God, the very spirit that raised Jesus out of the grave and he's living today, that spirit was the spirit that guided a multiplicity of authors to write the Bible. That's why it says in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. It is timeless. So let's go to that word right now. Romans 12.10 says this, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. In other words, honor one another. What does that mean? Respect. Celebrate. In other words, keep Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. And we've, we've learned in the past, and we use this phrase often, what brings the joy is Jesus, others, yourself. Honor like Jesus. Think about this. When Jesus was at one of the darkest moments in his life, he had been spit on, he had been slapped, he had been whipped, he had been mocked, he had every right to say, go to hell to those people. And how did he respond? Believe it or not, he honored. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Honor, it's a concerted effort in helping others 
become better people. Better people. Would you say that with me? Better people. Wherever you're at right now, better people. Uh, I think of two guys in our congregation. I have great respect for them. Two um, uh, guys uh, much younger than I am. They, they have families. Uh, they have teenagers. And uh, these two guys that I'm thinking of in particular, they coach lacrosse. And their motivation in coaching lacrosse is not just to teach uh, fancy skills with the equipment that's used to play lacrosse or anything like that. No, it's to build into men. One of those guys I get together with regularly is named Steve. And every time we get together, he shares with me how his desire is to make these players better young men by living out Christ to them. He's honoring those guys. He's honoring God. Both he and Chad are doing this by coaching and with the emphasis and philosophy that they have. Romans 12.10 has other translations in the New Living Translation, it says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Take delight to very much enjoy. Uh, one of the services and one of the opportunities we have here at Grumlaw Church is that when individuals come for the first time, if that has already been noted by someone or if somebody comes through the door, we actually have tour guides. Rather than saying, hey, just go around the corner over there and when you go around the corner, you'll see where you can go. We want to set people up where they're honored, where maybe any of the, their apprehensions are maybe put aside a little bit. And these tour guides love being the host or the hostess of new families coming in. They take delight. I think of our uh, team leader up in the Grand Blanc area for our running team. His name's John. And um, our running team, Hope Water International, where we dig wells and we put in new churches for uh, under-resourced people. And John just told me the other day, he says, I love leading this team. I love listening and loving on people. He takes the light. What I like about the Bible is when we look at different translations, it gives us another reference point. And Romans 12.10 in the New King James Version says this, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. That's how we honor. We honor by giving preference to other people. Now, why do we do that? First and foremost, they're made in God's image. God created them for God's purpose. It, they're uniquely made. Why do we honor people? Not only because they're created in God, God's image, but if they're a follower of Jesus, they're part of the family. They're brothers and sisters in Christ. And if they're not a follower of Jesus, they haven't believed in Christ, then all the more we want them to experience what it's like to be part of community in the family. Why do we do this besides that they're created in the image of God? They're part of the family of God. They're unique. Each and every individual has a gift mix that's unique within the body of Christ. When my wife and I were starting this church and 
Uh, we had to take personality tests. We had to sit down with counselors. Trust me, it was rigorous in so many ways. Won't go into all the details. But when we would take these personality tests, uh, people were like put in dif different clumps and there would be this dot way off like off the paper. And you think, well, where did that splotch come from? No, that's Jeanette. She thinks differently. She responds differently. And in the body of Christ, we celebrate that rather than going, oh, that person's off on their own. No, we honor people in their uniqueness. Let's go to the English Standard Version right now. And it says this, love one another with brotherly, in other words, family affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo! This is the area to be competitive. If you want to be competitive... Outdo yourself in honoring others, respecting others. Point of clarification here. Little point of clarification. Because I know some of you are going, wait, wait, wait. This is just like good, 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 good. Best, 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 best. Yes, 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 yes. But let's put it in balance a little bit. Romans 12, 9 says this. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong Hold tightly to what is good. Let me put this in the context of a garage door. If on a garage door, you have these huge springs. If the springs are too loose, guess what? The door will not function properly. It may go up partway, halfway, but it's not going to function. If it's wound too tight, the springs snap and it's of no use at all. Here's the point I'm trying to make here. Yes, we need to have love, kindness, and respect, but not all love, 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 love without truth, but in the same way, it can't all be about rules and no love and no kindness and no compassion. There's a tension there. A good tension there, where we rely upon God, where there's the combination of truth and grace. And when there's the proper tension, there's the proper synchronization, guess what? Doors open, life is better. How do we do this, though? How do we honor and not slander? How... how how do we not ruin a person's reputation? How do we honor without degrading or by not uh, showing uh, disparage? What do I mean by disparage? I mean, uh, regarding or representing someone as being of little worth. Have you ever been around someone uh, that they're, you can just tell in their demeanor they don't feel good about themselves. That's because they've been around somebody. They've been around influences that have caused them to feel little worth. How do we honor? Well, I'm just going to be honest and transparent. On my own, I can't pull this off. I'm going to go back to the source. I'm going to go back to the inspired word of God. I'm going to look to Jesus, and I'm going to look to his word, and I'm going to look to a book that actually 
talks about how to live the spiritual life. That book, Philippians, in Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. What is this saying? No superiority. No, no nose up. No internal attitude of, I'm better than you. I know more than you. I'm smarter than you. I call it AA. Arrogance avoided. What this verse is literally saying is this, is that selfish ambition and arrogance and lack of humility will literally ruin a church. Humility will build a church. Oh, we, we can look at this in so many different ways. Selfish ambition and arrogance will absolutely ruin a community. But humility... Looking out for the interests of others can build a community. Having a I'm better than you attitude can absolutely uh, deteriorate a family. But a humble Jesus spirit can build a family. Do you, do you know that there are studies? And as soon as I give this illustration, some of you are going to begin to make connections. There are certain communities that will not cross certain boundaries where they socialize, go out to eat, or shop in another community. That community that some people will not go to, that one that is like not good enough, those people will cross and go into the other community. Isn't it interesting how we, without saying it, have literally roads that divide us? I'm not saying this to lift myself up, but because of an example of somebody else, there will be oftentimes that I will use different roads to travel to a des destination to take me through communities that I would not normally go through that will then cause me to shop and to go out to eat and to socialize with people that I may not normally go with. Why do I do that? I do that as a check and balance in my own life. Otherwise, I know I could become an arrogant snob. We live in a multi-ethnic, multi-cultured society. We live in a multi-ethnic, multi-cultured workplace. And this verse that we're emphasizing right now from, from Philippians it was written to the church of Philippi. The church of Philippi was very cosmopolitan. I remember the first time that I went to Vancouver. I was amazed at its diversity. That is what Philippi was like. And, and we learn a lot from that because there's so many times that you can cross-check in the Bible. Acts 16 tells us that there was great diversity in Philippi. There was a slave girl that's mentioned, a jailer, a wealthy businesswoman. And in those settings, God absolutely encourages us to show honor. St. Francis of Assisi, which many of you have heard of, uh, has a quote where he says, Where there is patience and humility, there is no greed. What is humility? It's 
a healthy respect for who God is and then a healthy respect for ourselves because of what God has done, is doing on our behalf. Romans 12.3 states it very clearly, because of the privilege and authority. No, notice that word there that's highlighted, privilege. We have a privilege to be part of God's family. And the authority God has given to you and to me, I give, I give you this warning. Yes, you have privilege, you're a child of God. Yes, you know the difference between right and wrong. Yes, the same authority that literally took Jesus out of the tomb has been given to us, but don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluations of yourself. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given each and every one of us. All right, let, let, me, let me bring this home. Let me... Uh, I'll call it real life. Let's make it really practical. One of the areas that we can honor the Lord is with our speech. Ephesians 4.29 states, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear you, to those who hear them. I, I have a very good friend in this church. I won't mention his name. Uh, he would feel uncomfortable with that, just the fact that I'm highlighting him, not that his personality couldn't handle it. And I've been in a group with him and a bunch of other guys. And one of the guys in our group, um, uh, during one of our conversations, just said to this one guy, you know, I know you do it for a little bit of color. I know you do it for emphasis. I know you do it for, uh, to be funny, but sometimes your language can be a little colorful and the guy went, yeah, yeah, I get that. And, you know, I'm working on that a little bit. So about two weeks later, I was out to lunch with this guy. And I said, hey, you know what our buddy said about your language a little bit? I just want you to know that I agree with that a little bit. And how are you coming in that? And he said, yeah, you know, I think God's been speaking to me too about it. And he said, I actually thought if I swear in front of my kids that I should pay a, a quarter into a jar. And I looked at him, I go, a quarter? I said, put some meat into it, man. Five bucks. Every time you swear, five bucks in the jar. And uh, this guy goes, yeah, yeah uh, all right. Well, I learned later that the very next day, he went to his work where he has a bunch of team leaders, and he openly confessed that he was not a good example to his staff because of the language he used sometime, asked those people to hold him accountable and also said, guess what? We're cleaning up all of our language here. Well, guess what? It's been about, I don't know, two or three months. And just last week, I came up behind him literally here at the church and I scared the living heebie-jeebies out of him. And when he jumped, guess what? Nothing colorful came out. Whereas two, three months ago, it would have been different. He's honoring other people. He's honoring his family. He's honoring his workers. Here's one. In our society today, we disregard some of the people who have the greatest wisdom. 
1 Timothy 5 says this, Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Problem with this is, is the way we talk to some of our brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. This covers everybody, doesn't it? I see it in society so much. I see it in families how it's almost like after a person passes 55, they don't bring value, but they do bring value. How about if all of us had an attitude with older people to just be basic, polite, and acknowledge them? Maybe with some sitting down with them and asking them about their heritage or their family or their traditions. I remember my wife when my grandmother was passing away, uh, and not on the day she did, but weeks and weeks before, my wife could not ask enough questions of my grandmother who I called Graham. She was honoring her. How about taking an older guy out to eat and not expecting them to pay? How about seasoned older women? How about just spending time with them? Uh, teenagers, I'm, I'm talking to you, but not only to you, about maybe your grandmother calling them on the phone asking them how they're doing, letting them know that you appreciate them, letting you know that you respect them. I just spoke about children, and I see such a lack of respect so many times from children to parents. Ephesians chapter 6 says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord and this is the right thing to do. Honor, respect, and celebrate your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and your mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on this earth. This is one of the undercurrents of why a lot of kids struggle is because they don't show respect for their parents, their grandparents, and older people, which ultimately shows a lack of respect for God. Can you sense it here right now? Where there's respect and honor, there's a peace and a confidence. Where there's lack of honor and respect, there seems to be confusion and disunity. Just recently, I was with a guy who's just finishing up college, and he feels that God's speaking to him about going into a different profession. And he knew that this possibly, not possibly, it wasn't going to go over with his folks. And he was telling literally many of his friends what he was going to be doing in the future. And he was letting quite a few people know and I heard about this, and I know this guy quite well. And so I called him one day, and I said, hey, you got a minute? 
He said, sure. I said, hey, how many people have you told about the new profession that you're going into? He said, oh, I don't know, 12 or 15. I said, have you had a talk with your parents yet? He said, uh, not yet, but I'm going to. I said, can you just trust me on this one? Would you not talk to one other person and would you just honor your parents? If you feel that God's leading you to do this, do it. But you need to honor your mom and your dad regardless of their response. Show respect. He said, okay. I got a text the next morning and he said, I'm going out with my parents tonight. Will you pray for me? That's honor. That's respect. That's bringing honor to people regardless of their response. Colossians 3.17 says this, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Followers of Jesus do not just believe. They follow and they represent who Jesus. I, I, I'm amazed when people put things on Facebook and I've taken individuals out and said, do you realize that when you post something on Facebook, you're representing Jesus, you're representing your church, you're representing me. And every single time the look on the face is, I, 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 I don't know if I ever thought of that. It was brilliant last week what Shay said. It's not let's go Brandon or let's go Biden. Listen to me. It's let go of self. And let's go Jesus. Let's live like Jesus. I remember vividly like it was yesterday, the first time we dropped off our oldest son, Trevor, at Spring Hill Camps, one of the finest camps in America. And I want to tell you, when you turn into the driveway of the parking lot, there are people on horseback, there are people um, uh, in fire trucks, there, there are people greeting you, and from the moment you pull in, you are honored, you are recognized. You are celebrated. It is so incredible that kids forget who their parents are. The kids go one direction, the parents go another direction, and the entire experience for the entire week at that camp, kids are honored. Even kids who do not have the capacity to walk in on their own, speak on their own, because it's always been the philosophy of of Spring Hill Camps. It's always been the philosophy that no student will be denied a camping experience, even if it means 24-hour care by multiple people caring for them. Why? Because they want to honor children, and by honoring children, they're honoring Jesus. So I have a question for you. How are you honoring people? Now, let me ask you this right now. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you accepted, have you responded to the honor that God, Jesus himself, has given by sending his son, a son who lived, who came, who died, who was crucified, who was buried, but he rose again, and he did that for you and me. 
He honored us. Have you responded to his invitation of a celebrated, purposeful, forgiven life? And if not, would you ask him to come into your life right now? Would you say, Lord Jesus, I need you. You're my source of life. You're my source of hope. Thank you for honoring me. I want to honor you in return with my life. And for those of you who maybe you believe in Jesus because believing, it's easy. Following is hard. What is that tough conversation or action that you need to take right now, today, and honor someone else? It may not be easy. It wasn't easy for that guy to go to his parents and say, I believe God's calling me into, some, in, into something else. But it was the right thing to do. Not what was acceptable, but what was right. Maybe right now, maybe right now, you need to take out your cell phone right now and text somebody and in a brief way, honor them. And maybe even say, I'll follow this up with a phone call or I'll come and see you this week. Who do you need to honor today?